Alison Redford is leaving office, resigning as the Premier of Alberta, effective Sunday. A stunning fall for someone who won a come-from-behind massive majority government less than two years ago. What happens now? Once more, we're joined by Professor Robert Murray, adjunct professor of political science at the University of Alberta and vice president of research at the Frontier Center for Public Policy. Good afternoon again, Professor. Good afternoon. When you heard the news that Alison Redford was stepping down, what was your reaction? Uh, not necessarily surprised. I think uh, last week's co closed caucus meeting uh, was an opportunity, I think, for the party to really come out united and be able to back the Premier and try to get past some of these scandals. Uh, what became readily evident in the first few days of this week is that the division still ran fairly deep. Uh, certain members of the caucus were not willing to move forward. I think the real kicker was on uh, Wednesday morning, the release of a new uh, poll that put Premier Redford's approval rating at 17% and the leader of the opposition at 51%. Uh, also, the PC party's approval rating was at 19%, whereas the Wild Rose was around 50%. So it became fairly evident that this was far more than a PC party issue, uh, and it ran deep enough that it was time for something to be done. Uh, also, bear in mind that uh, there were going to be leadership ballot votes from party presidents and caucus members in the next couple of days. And so I think Premier's decision to resign last evening was to preempt what really would have been a, a coup d'etat. But why not just ride it out? She certainly is not the first politician to be low in the polls. Why not just try and ride it out? I, I think it's, it's not just being low in the polls. It's being low in the polls without the support of your own party. Uh, as you alluded to in the introduction, yes, it was a come-from-behind victory at the convention, but uh, Ms. Redford really didn't hold that long-time support of the PC network uh, that really is required to be able to govern a party. What was very clear is that she was governing with an iron fist without the support of her own caucus, and those, those fractures really became exacerbated by the expense scandal and the South Africa trip and the, the misuse of government money. But this is far more about a leader that lost the support of her own caucus and was, unable, one, was unable to retain uh, a, a support, support long enough to keep governing. So that's really what this boiled down to. I really don't think that she was given much of a choice at the end of the day. Is this an issue, 18% of the polls, is this uh, an image issue or a, a governing issue with the PC party of Alberta, or is this an issue that is exclusive to Premier Redford? Uh, I think it's both, uh, if I can be you know, so vague in my answer. Okay. I think Premier Redford faced her own uh, leadership issues. Uh, I think the, the perception of the Premier was that she was never really able to connect with Albertans, was never able to sell Albertans on her plan. Uh, recall that her victory with the majority government as Premier was far more about fear of the Wild Rose Alliance at that time than it was stalwart support for the PC vision. In terms of the PC party itself, what this entire crisis has really proved is that there are competing factions within this overarching PC umbrella because the party really doesn't stand for being progressive conservative anymore. It's been in power for so long. Uh, the internal culture really is broken. And so what you see is that the number of factions that stand for different things. You do have conservatives, you have social conservatives, but more and more you have progressives, you have liberals, and you have a party that has moved quite away from its ideological roots. And so observers really are not sure what it means to be progressive conservative in the Alberta sense anymore. So I think that's really the crisis that the party is going to have to address, which is 
getting caucus on board for a coherent policy platform to govern with in the next two years before the next provincial election because the Wild Rose has demonstrated that they are beginning to think like they can govern and have put forward coherent policy ideas and platforms since their last party convention. Mayor Nenshi of uh, Calgary, hugely popular mayor, has said this is uh, evidence that partisan politics in Alberta is uh, broken. Is that an opinion that is widespread across Alberta? No, I don't think so. I think what it proves is that the PC party is broken. Uh, and so I, I, partisan politics at all levels across Canada and the different provinces and federally uh, really is meant to be able to provide people with a choice. I think if anything is broken about the Canadian political system is that we are not really sure what most of these parties stand for anymore. They look to the polls to decide what it is they're going to do, whether they're in government or whether they're in opposition. And I think Canadians, and this is true of Albertans, are growing increasingly frustrated with not seeing politicians presenting any new ideas that are going to move either Alberta or the country forward, depending on which level of government we're talking about. So partisan politics are supposed to provide options. If anything is broken, it's the fact that the parties themselves are ruled and dictated by polls and social media rather than actually taking a stand on issues. Nevertheless, Danielle Smith and Wild Rose appears poised to benefit the most from this. Uh, they led in the last election up until the, the, the final week or so when Albertans more or less uh, got cold feet, I guess. But how really far apart ideology, ideologically are Wild Rose and the Alberta PC party? Uh, quite a ways these days. Yeah. I think what surprises the rest of Canada uh, when they look at Alberta politics is they assume that the PCs and the Wild Rose are exactly the same conservative animal, which is uh, a, a true misnomer. Really what you've seen is the fact that in the last 10 years, especially, the Progressive Conservative Party has increasingly moved to the middle of the political spectrum. Most of their policies are overtly uh, either middle of the road or in many cases middle left. And so what you've seen is that the Wild Rose, uh, well, it, when it started, it was fairly radically conservative. They moderated some of their positions prime, you know, for two reasons. Uh, one, they knew that they had to based on political expediency. But number two, I think you also had a wider pool of moderate conservatives that left the old PC framework and joined the Wild Rose. And so that stereotypical perception of, Al of Alberta as a conservative province, that conservatism is really now embodied in the Wild Rose Alliance more than it is in the PCs. The interim premier, uh, what is his name? Mr. Hancock, I believe, is his name, right? Correct. Yes. He more or less admitted today that he is a caretaker. He's not going to run in a, in a PC, uh, Alberta PC leadership. So who's likely to run? Who wants the job? Well, they're all being, all of the candidates are being very careful right now. Nobody wants to come out and declare today that they want to be the, the leader of the party because it'll make it look like they had no support for the former premier. Uh, there's a few names being tossed around from the current caucus. So the two most prominent, uh, one would be Thomas Lukasik, who's the former deputy premier who was demoted uh, within the last month, uh, primarily based on his inability really to handle the uh, the labor portfolio and then the post-secondary portfolio, and they put him right back into labor <laughs> as kind of a punishment for having damaged relationships with the unions previously. Uh, and you also have uh, the current finance minister, Doug Horner, who many see as a, as a very calm, uh, collected presence that would probably be very effective in moving the party forward. Uh, he's also very good in the media. 
don't forget there's likely to be outside candidates as well. The former mayor of Edmonton, uh, Stephen Mandel's name is already being tossed around. And, and people thought that if this was a, you know, a two-year-off type of leadership race after the next provincial election, that Mandel might throw his hat into the ring. But things have become far quicker and that the landscape has changed very quickly. Uh, and also, you know, don't forget that there's likely some federal Tories yeah. currently in Ottawa uh, that will likely have their eyes on it as well. Rona uh, Ambrose, Michelle Rempel. Michelle Rempel's name is certainly being tossed around. Uh, I, I'm not sure that Rona Ambrose will be willing to leave the federal spotlight just yet. Uh, one eye, one name to keep an eye on in terms of whether he runs or not, but at least he'll have influence is uh, Edmonton MP James Rajat, uh, currently on the, the federal finance committee, and the, of course. Whatever Jim Prentice wants to do is likely to to impact uh, this race. If Jim Prentice decides that he's prepared to to enter the federal the provincial political ring, uh, not only do I think he would win the PC leadership in a landslide, but he would likely do very well in a, an overall provincial general election. So uh, I know that they were trying to reach Mr. Prentice today for comment, and his his people said he was unavailable. So he's certainly a name to keep an eye on presently, but very strong roots in Calgary. Uh, very strong roots in trying to build bridges with the Aboriginal communities, which, of course, in Alberta is an essential issue. So his name is certainly being tossed around. Good to hear from you today. Thanks again. Thank you. That's Professor Robert Murray. He's adjunct professor of political science at the University of Alberta, also vice president of research at the Frontier Center for Public Policy. We reached him today in Edmonton.